Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your two co-hosts here on Grind Season on the podcast on Odyssey and co-host of the uh, Jason and John show here in Memphis, that radio show from 11 to 2, Monday through Friday on 929 FM ESPN and Odyssey Station. This is my man, Anthony Sane, the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, a gifted mind and colleague who's covered the Grizzlies, uh, I point out, and written and podcast for him for the last nine years. You can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Brother Sane, what up, man? What it do, man? I'm good, brother. Uh, tough loss last night. Still recovering from that. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's we'll get to good. it because a lot to break down, to your point, from from, mm-hmm. from last night's loss. A lot of news out of the game. You got some coming in. You got some going out. Uh, first things first, you can listen to us on Grind Season twice per week on the free Odyssey app. And wherever wherever else you get your podcast, just search for Grind Season. Keep a couple of good dudes on these podcast airways by pushing that that subscribe button, right? Uh, Let me break down what what we're going to talk about on this show. On this episode of Grind Season, lots happened, like we said, since we last spoke, even though it was just two days ago, because in that time, uh, Jaron Jackson has come back, Jaron Jackson Jr. Desmond Bain, who had been absolutely rolling offensively, has been ruled out now for at least the next two to three weeks uh, by the team with with a grade two toe sprain. What's that? What what's that saying? Is that is that turf toe? I that right big commonly toe? known as tough turf toe from the commonly known players. as turf toe. And Bain does play play that way. And then without Bain, obviously, as same mentioned, the Grizzlies dropped a 113-102 uh, decision Tuesday night at the Pelicans. So Memphis is nine and six for a little reset here. Dropped two in a row. Mm-hmm. With a home game coming up uh, against Oklahoma City this Friday, and that's that's where we'll start in terms of running down this show. Um, it's now back to back losses without yeah. Desmond Bain, yeah, and it's now zero and three this season for the Grizzlies without Desmond Bain. So Memphis has done well with injuries going back to last season when John ja Morant was it, and I just mean in terms of not just staying afloat when guys have gone down, but actually you know remaining a good to outstanding team when guys have gone down with Bain gone at least the next two to three you know we'll ask saying what do you think here in terms of replacing him seems to me like saying it might be tougher for the Grizzlies in terms of how they're built to replace Bain's production than it has been you know to replace Jaron early this season Ja last season Dylan Brooks for portions of last season so we'll get into that how tough will it be to replace Bain um Jaron's return what we saw last night from him 
You know, we mentioned a little bit of rust offensively. I think you expected that. A mm-hmm. little bit of elite. Come back, get five blocks. Well, last thing, what he thought about Jaron's debut in terms of this season, missed the first 14 games. We were all excited, obviously, to see him. And then finally, I, I, saying I'm excited to get to this. I almost wanted uh, to make it the I first. Want first. Yeah, I but, almost want to start off with this, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm going to save it because I want mm-hmm. you to save it. And, and I, I'm, man, I think we're both in the same place. Charles <laughs> Barkley last night on TNT yeah, said man. something that, you know, we're used to Charles at times saying some dumb to silly things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, we all hold him in high regard. And last night on the TNT broadcast, obviously the Pelicans uh, uh, Memphis broadcast was on TNT. Charles mm-hmm. Barkley said something uh, very specific about the next step in John Morant's development right. that I thought, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you saying I had missed it until the middle of the day today. Um, and it kind of gone under my radar. Had a lot of people though last night, including Ja Morant, uh, uh, up and mm-hmm. talking about it. So, so uh, we're going we're gonna get to that later in terms of what Charles Barkley said about Ja Morant uh, upset a lot of people around here. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, back to one Desmond Bain, a, a guy who's what averaging twenty five saying this yep. season feels like he's taken another leap in the development. I don't know how many of us thought the step would be this high. Uh, for Bain, what now in year three uh, for him, but he's been more than just a guy who's scoring 20 something points a game. He's been a playmaker this season. You get the news uh, that he's going to miss at least the next two to three weeks before reavow. You know, how how tough is it going to be for the Grizzlies who last night saying against the Pelicans replaced him with John Conchar? Mm-hmm. You get nine points in 37 minutes. As much as I loved him, it's not coming close to what right. you what you have in there with Bain. How tough is this going to be, saying to to fill the void here for the Grizzlies, who've been good at this historically? Is it going to be tougher with Bain? I think it's going to be very tough. Um, I like what you said about even questioning if it's if it's harder missing Bain or missing Jaron. I think when you're talking about one of the the elite, like top tier shooters in the entire NBA, and Desmond Bain, I think that when you lose that type of guy. And if you got outside shooting, it just makes everybody's job easier because you can't, you can't, you can only play John Moran a certain way if you got guys that are that are you know getting those shots up. John Conchar last night, nine points, eight rebounds. Great. He only took three three pointers the entire game. You were able to play John a little differently. You, you could be able to play everybody a little different because the paint you could you could lag you can sit in the paint a little more. You know what I mean? Um, I think that losing Bane is a big deal. I'm worried about it. Um, <clears throat> With with Jaren's thing and also with uh, Zaire's thing, they 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 were pretty solid about the end date. You know what I mean? With Jaren, it was you know four to six months. You know, we'll, we'll you'll see Jaren in about four to six months. With Zaire, it was you know you'll see him in four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. This is reevaluation in two to three weeks. It, it doesn't have a yeah he'll be back in a minute. You know, this is turf he'll be back soon. I don't know, man. And and I and I um he's one of those guys. <clears throat> He's a he's a bigger guy, stronger guy. Uh, got a lot of weight he's throwing around, and you know, the, with the, he kind of plays not like a herky jerky style, but more, a lot of forward movement with him. So, um, like you said, his style of play may have contributed to uh, the turf toe injury. Um, I hate it. We're not the same team without Desmond Bain. I'm seeing that now. Um, I really want to say that at one time last year, people were saying, um, you know, Desmond Bain's a future All Star, and I would kind of you know, scoff at it 
because I was like, okay, Bane's great. He's a great shooter or whatever, but he's not consistent. He, he has games where he doesn't really show up at all. Desmond Bain has been extremely consistent this season. You know what I mean? Out of, you know, he hasn't played all 15. In the 12 games he's played in, he's been very consistent in those games. And um, losing a guy like that, I think, is very, very, very crucial because it makes Jai have to work that much harder. Um, and our wings, guys like Anthony Melton, guys like Kyle Anderson, they're not there anymore. And a lot of guys we were playing, they're 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 fine, but they're, in certain big tight moments, it kind of makes you wonder: Will those guys be ready? Um, and last night's game, if if my mood doesn't sound the same, if my energy is not the same, New Orleans Pelicans do this shit to me, man. <laughs> like they just they've had our number, they've had our number for years, uh, going back to Jaws' rookie year. Anytime it seems like they got anything with the pulse, it seems like they got our number, man. And um, it's kind of deflating. You're seeing Trey Murphy out there knocking down threes. A guy that was on the not that he's not that I'm saying he's better than Zaire or anything like revisionist history, but just the fact that you know we could have drafted that guy and our guys in street clothes like that. That just kind of gets depressing uh, with the whole Zaire Williams thing. And I'm not knocking Zaire because I think he's going to be a great player, but he's he's out there killing you, and you could just tell that they kind of built that roster to kind of slow us down because I guess they kind of they they even talked about it on the broadcast yesterday how our how our organizations kind of mimic each other. I don't think they mimic each other. That's what they were saying. Like, nah, we were we were good before New Orleans was good. New Orleans is trying to get like us. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, man, it's gonna be tough without Bane um for the next few weeks. I hope I hope it's a true two to three weeks and he's back on the court playing in two to three weeks, put you around Christmas time. Hope he's back, you know, for the Christmas Day game. Um, I, I can't see him missing a lot of time. It, it does worry me that, it's, that it is open-ended, like we'll check on this again in a few weeks type thing. But uh, he's been absolutely phenomenal for this team, man. And we all know this is John's team, but the fact that he has clearly cut himself out to be that number two scoring option. I still think it's debatable whether or not Jaren's the second best player on the team for other reasons, defensive, defensively mostly. But um, Desmond Maine has been absolutely incredible. And and it's it's gonna we're, we're gonna feel this loss, man. We're gonna feel him not being there. It's, it's, we I know we've been known for guys stepping up, but we're asking guys that are kind of like third tier guys to kind of step up now. Last year, when you asking guys to step up, you asking Desmond Bain to step up, you asking Anthony Melton to step up, you asking Kyle Anderson to step up. Uh, those guys aren't here anymore. Now you're asking the 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 uh, John Conchars, the Santi Aldamas, you know David Roddy, Jacob Ravio. You're asking those guys who don't have that experience. To step up so it's a, it's a different thing but um like i said man this Grizzlies team constantly surprises people i'm tired of i'm tired of counting them out because every time you try to count them out they'll show you something so we'll see man but i, I think it's gonna be tough i think it's gonna be I, tough. I do too uh, of all the guys they've lost and and you know we, we talked about jaw last year how good they were without him 20 and mm -hmm. five a lot of that was was tyus and and how good he was there uh jaron this year santi aldama steps mm -hmm. up in that hole i'm glad you mentioned zaire because they haven't had him all season either, no. so you've had you we know, don't you've know had, had other, exactly. But you, but the plan had been always for him to be high in that rotation, and so you've had to fill that gap. You've had to fill that gap as well. This one does feel like it'll be the toughest because you sit there and, and and as good as Conchar has been in spots, and we talked about him. We, heck, I gave him the. I said he brought the season in a couple of weeks ago. He's not he's not equipped to give you, you know. Because Bain has taken such a jump, let me tell you what's amazed me most about him. It's it's you know we've he's we all know he's a sharpshooter. Mm -hmm. I think saying that this year what it's up to forty five percent from yeah, three. Numbers are nuts. Uh, uh, it, it's crazy because the numbers in terms of his three point percentage keep going up. Yes, he's at forty five percent mm -hmm. on eight and a half attempts, but it's 
it's how successful I'll put it this way, how effective he's been going to the basket. basket because yeah. I never thought, I never thought with, I'll be honest with you, with his with his short wingspan, that he could be as effective going to the basket as a go to the basket guy as he's been. And and he's been amazing, whether it's been a little, you know, that little floater off the glass or even getting off the finger roll with them little short arms, saying the dude has been <laughs> amazing going to the, because it's unlocked. When, when when he's a threat to get downhill like he is now, yeah. it's giving him more room to operate and get off some of those yeah. threes that he's shooting right. at an even higher percentage. The other part about it saying he's doubled his assists. Like you and I both talked about this now for you know the entire five, six episodes of the show. But he's 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 now at what is it? It's uh where's the the assist? Four point eight. Right. You know, last year two point seven. Mm-hmm. This year he's essentially doubled that as a playmaker. So when you take you know, the efficiency from a scoring standpoint, but both getting downhill, shooting the three, but then the playmaking that he was doing next to Ja, right. I think that's that's part of the reason. It's the huge reason why they're 0-3 without him this season. Dude, he's become a key cog. And I think I, I realize that Dylan Brooks, better defensive player, maybe brings a different sort of energy that you still need. Jaron Jackson Jr., first team all deep. But Baines becomes so essential offensively like you were touching on it there, I, I'm not sure he's not the second most important player on mm-hmm. this team. You know I'm saying? And we just talking a couple of years ago, it was Ja and Dylan versus Utah. Like that was one and two. Yeah. And here mm-hmm. we are a couple of years later, and and hell, Jaron's been first team all defense, and I still feel like Bain does it at such a high level. And now from yeah. both playmaking and scoring standpoint, that um, man, it does feel like it's going to be hard to replace. And I – I'd have a tough time making an argument he's not the second most important player yeah. on the team. Yeah. And Bain makes it Bain makes you feel super confident in the bumps you're taking with guys like Laravia, Roddy, Jitty still, you know, those type of guys, you know, Santi. Those, yeah. you know, it, it makes you think that there's a good chance that one of, one of those guys is gonna turn into the same thing again, like Desmond Bain is, man. He's he's been absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, I think we're gonna feel his loss. Um, because he's been such a dynamic scorer, man. I mean, like he can score. He's showing you can score like almost any way you want him to. And he's well, putting up crazy numbers. Um, I was talking to Cam Rose, a good friend of mine, uh, did the Outsiders podcast with him. I said, man, if it wasn't for John Morant, we'd be looking at Desmond Baines' numbers as historically the best like scoring average in the in Memphis Grizzlies history. I mean, look at the numbers. I mean, nobody's nobody scored like 25 points a game in the season for us. I think Mike might have maybe got something close to that. I'll check it after the podcast. You guys can check me, but I don't. I don't think anybody the numbers. Desmond Baines put up as the second second best score on our team. I don't think anybody in the history of this, this franchise has ever scored that many points per game. I could totally be wrong, but I don't think I am. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been great, man. He's been absolutely great, and I think we're gonna miss him. But like you said, um, hopefully we can get Zaire back during this two to three weeks that uh, that Desmond Bain is out. Uh, I would like to see a lineup even that has maybe Zaire at the two you know, uh, or, or Dylan at the two, whatever you're doing, play Zaire and Dylan together and kind of see if Zaire is a guy that can, you know, be in your starting lineup, man, because, you know, um, a lot of people are complaining about Dylan. I'm just kind of over it because I don't really think there's really a Dylan Brooks trade out there that really makes us better. That's another podcast to, to, to discuss. Maybe the next one. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough without without Bane for sure, man. Well, I, on, I, I would think on some on a great deal of nights – you can get more than you're going to get more 
a better shooting game than the six of 18, two of nine that Dylan Brooks gives you last night to help fill in that bang hole. Like he can have better night. It, we know it's going to be a roller coaster with him. And then let's be real too. Once Jaron Jackson shakes off some of that rust, yeah. Yeah. we're just talking about in ways of filling that bang hole in terms of that mm-hmm. productivity. You know, you're not going to see O of seven. You, you actually, you might see an O of seven, but some of the uh, some of those other nights, maybe there's a three of six, a three of seven in there, just mm-hmm. in terms of again filling that production. You know, I, we we my point is that the Grizzlies can't expect the John Conchars of the world to, to, do to, to even a quarter of it, saying even a quarter of it, it's going to be up to other guys that are in there now. Hopefully Jaron Jackson can shake off, off some of that rust. And right. like I said, it's going to have to be a team effort. Like it's been every time they've had a man down the, the here's the thing about it saying the, the most frustrating part of it feels like even though these guys are, what are we talking about? 23 years old for Jaron, yeah. 24 yeah. for Bain. We've seen them together. For such a short amount of time, it was wow. only eleven games last season that you yep. had all of them on the floor. Just the, the starting line of exactly. You had all of Even eleven Adam. games last yeah, season. You, right. had you feel like you're so close because mm-hmm. at least you got Jaron coming back, and then you get the news about Bain leaving. The so, exact so, game, like it's like they traded out. Like, yep. Yeah. So to your point about about New Orleans and that frustration level, and watching them yesterday and Alvarado's like creating this little funky little energy that's actually a good you know on their home floor is a great you yeah. know the fans are getting behind it all of that what's been frustrating is you haven't been able to have everybody yet yeah right man. To, to know everything of what you got will dylan fall in line when everybody's out there and jaron's in the back playing defense like you we still haven't seen that yet as young as this team is uh that's the part of it we still got to see and not mm-hmm. yet the most recent now you got to wait two at least two or three more weeks to get back <laughs> Right. right. It's, it, it's sort of been the story of this team for the last couple of hey, seasons. Not having Christmas, anybody. Christmas, man. Sweet, Jesus. So. sweet baby Jesus in a manger in Bethlehem. Man, let's pray to pray if to Jesus just, and have them all for Christmas. Get all the guys on Christmas Day. Oh, it would be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just, just that little bit of luck would be some. But that's that's sort of been the grizzly story now mm-hmm. uh, for the last last season, at least the first part of yeah. first part of.